0: You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian,
1: look
2: at this! What? Well, it's a police box. What on earth is it doing here? I well, mean, these things are usually on the street.
0: A feel it. I feel it, you feel it. Fake hey, vibration. It's alive.
2: Earth Station, who? A fun mashup celebrating nearly fifty years of the Doctor Who
1: universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going
2: next! You're
1: probably a bit confused right now. I broke the glass. It's all come back to me. This. What is this? That's my ship. What? Let me take it from the top. Hello. I'm the doctor. I'm a traveler in space and time. And that thing buried down there is called a TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. You're gonna love this.
2: Hey there, fans. Welcome to another episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. That's right, folks. We are back and we are here to talk all about the Padanastra gang. That's right. We're visiting Strax, Jenny, and, of course, Madame Vastra about their second season and it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be talking you know more adventures and it took a turn that i wasn't expecting with these stories and it's gonna be a great time to talk to my gang let's talk to of course mr mike gordon
1: howdy and
2: mary ogle
0: hi everybody it is fantastic to be here and i do mean fantastic
2: wow wow Wow, this is going to be interesting. God, she's in a really good mood, folks. We got to, you know, treasure this moment. This is awesome
0: because <laughs> it happens so seldom.
2: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know, it's like oh, grumpy Mary's back. It must have been a hard day with work or something. So it's awesome to have you here, and it's awesome to have you guys at home. Please write us at Earth Station Who at ESO dot We would definitely love to hear from you guys. We got a lot to talk about, so. Of course, the first thing we are going to talk about is that hell froze over. Did you feel it, folks? It happened on <laughs> Sunday. All across the world, you just heard the ice starting to crackle, and, you know, it might have been hot where you were, but in hell, it froze over. Christopher Eccleston is coming back to Doctor Who. kind of, <gasps> sort of. I know, we're getting more Ninth Doctor. Thank you, Big Finish. This is just a big finish episode, I guess, basically.
1: Well, that's all there's mainly been this year is yeah, uh, good big point. finish news. Um, I mean, they've been on top of everything. And and I don't know. I don't want to say they've taken advantage of a situation, but they've taken advantage of a situation. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: can blame them. They're not stupid. <laughs> no, no, no.
1: I, I, Yeah, I give them all the credit in the world. They're making a lot of stuff happen, but... Uh, I mean, obviously, in this time and age where uh, acting jobs are in short supply, uh, you know they've got they've got this, they've got this covered. So, um, and it's good for all of us, you know. I mean, look at all the things that we're getting. We're getting all these great adventures, things that we've you know already talked about, and this is just another one of it. I think, I think for me, you know, the big sh- first shoe dropped when a few years ago he started doing conventions. When Chris started doing conventions, I thought, okay. Now there's chances where he's going to come back as uh, at least didn't do some big finish.
2: No, agreed. Actually, that's what we had talked about that on the show, that it was just a matter of time till big finish came calling. And, you know, they had a paycheck ready for him.
0: Well, they actually they approached him at a Gallifrey one
1: Mm.
0: back in February.
1: That totally actually totally makes sense. And he was like, yeah. "Hell no!" And then the pandemic hit. He's like, he's calling them. And I'm like, uh, "Is that job still offered open?"
2: <laughs> well, you know, they walked up to him at the con with one of those big giant checks and everything.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and and he, you know what? And he I was would, like, "Is that check hit- still available?" <laughs>
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, it would be kind of interesting, and we'll never know this, probably, but it would be interesting to see, you know, what the pay scale is as far as uh, the talent that uh, Big Finish is able to get. I would imagine that, you know, Chris and David and and Tom are are near the top.
2: Oh, of course.
0: Oh, I'm sure. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: It didn't cost them a lot to make the five-ish doctors. Just remember that. And there was a reason for that. (laughs) You know, but yeah, I, oh, I would say the pay scale had to be pretty high up there for him to even think about coming back.
1: Yeah. So, and, and it looks like he's back, you know, for, I mean, it's not just a one-off or two-off They're, they're, they're putting together a whole box set, which of course is, you know, kind of pricey. So if you wanna if you wanna see if you wanna hear more uh, Ninth Doctor adventures, you're gonna have to pay for it.
0: Yeah, sounds I might as well that. just sign my bank account over to Big Finish right now.
2: <laughs> oh, I know. I ordered yesterday. I ordered the first uh, story with the Ninth Doctor because instead of buying the whole thing, I want to hear how it sounds and everything, and if if it catches yeah, my oh, interest. Yeah. And, you know, and so and then I did that and I also ordered the uh, David Tennant and uh, River Song storyline too. that, you know, you pre preordered yeah. for because yeah. I'm sure we're going to review it. You know, we're going to be reviewing everything on the podcast because we don't have anything else yeah, to not, talk we about.
0: We <laughs> will have plenty of time. <laughs> well, yeah,
1: we're, yeah, uh, yeah. With regular Doctor Who not coming back for, like I said, I predict 2022. 20, uh, um, we got a lot of time to uh listen and 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 review and and unfortunately there's a lot of good stuff so um i mean good stuff potentially uh as many people probably listen to this have uh, figured out i have a kind of mixed uh association with big finish i really respect what they do but sometimes the execution is not to my liking so uh um so we'll We'll see. I you know, I I they but the talent involved, I hope they, you know, don't blow it. But whatever what however badly they're written or even produced in my opinion, um I love hearing these voices again.
0: And it always comes down to the oh, of writing. Of course. I mean, course. it's just like the TV show. If the writing's bad, yes. Well, the writing's bad. <laughs> but yeah, it's they've been an even I will say that. <laughs>
2: Oh, I'm sure. It has been pretty crazy with with what they've done. Some stories are really good and some are really bad. We're going to talk about that in a little bit, actually. (laughs) So it should should be a lot of fun to, you know, see what they do with the Ninth Doctor. And they haven't said if it's going to be the Doctor and Rose, the Doctor, Mm -hmm. Rose and Jack, or if it's just going to be him with a new companion or him on his own.
1: Yeah. If at some point they don't, you know, sort of mix up some of their talent, like in particular, uh, you know, the Ninth Doctor and River um, is just something that I'm like, yeah, I, I will sign my check over to them for that. Oh, yeah. I don't see
0: how they uh, can pass that up.
2: No. Oh, God, no. And it's interesting because I had five minutes into the podcast written down till Mike Gordon talked about the, yeah. <laughs> <We should've laughs> the Night Doctor and River. <laughs> So, but yeah, I, it's a, it's guaranteed. I could almost, you know, within a year after the first one comes out, you're going to have a ninth doctor river song story. I could almost guarantee it.
1: Yeah. I'm i uh, I'm really curious to hear how that's going to go. So, and, and yeah, so if it doesn't have Rose in it, like, when does it take place? Is it a prequel to what, you know, before Rose, that would be really interesting, right? Yeah.
0: That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Actually. I kind of wish they would do that.
2: Well, he was supposed to have adventures because you remember in the first episode, Rose, that guy had um, all those pictures and drawings of the Ninth Doctor it's true. in different yeah. places. So
0: Yeah, they could, they could fill in a lot of gaps.
2: I know. It's pretty awesome it's pretty pretty awesome that you know they could do stuff like that you know cuz the doctor was at the titanic that could be a story right there for big finish <laughs> you know the doctor was at jfk's assassination he could be running into the umbrella academy or something it would be really cool you know there's so many different things that they could do so now that would be a crossover that would be awesome the umbrella academy and the
1: doctor
0: <laughs> and then the doctor
1: yeah and it yeah. does seem like i mean granted you know we it's hard to tell but um when Chris, you know, that first episode that he's in with Rose, you don't get the sense that he's still cooking. No.
0: Yeah, he seems fully formed.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So The only thing, um, he
2: hadn't seen himself because he looked in the mirror when he was at Rose's apartment and he was like, uh, he looked at the ears and says, oh, could have been worse.
1: Oh, and that's it's a like he had, wow, I'd And, he, had, and yeah. he hadn't
2: seen himself like that, you know. Well, maybe
0: he but. just didn't like looking in mirrors for like the first thousand years or so.
1: <laughs> he just avoided Whibbly, them. Wibbly wobbly, Tommy Wobby. Maybe, you know. maybe he just got his hair cut.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Like the rest of us.
1: <laughs>
2: Trust me, I know. So Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, I am hope if I do like it, I will go out and buy the other three parts because I think it's four different boxes four different stories that they're doing to start with with for the first box set yeah it's it's, uh, three stories it's a three yeah but it's it's
0: four sets of three
2: ah gotcha so and and they're only 19 bucks each if you download right now so get it before it goes up 19 bucks for
1: each one or for three
2: no for For three i got you okay yeah, for the three three episodes or whatever they're doing.
1: Sometimes that pricing is odd. I don't know. I I know they have specials and everything when you pre-order, but you know, for example, like the series that we're doing, the uh, Pattern gang Gang. Um, you know, if you go and look, that first one's twenty-five bucks. The next one is thirty, and then it goes to twenty-five, and then it's twenty, and it's like.
0: Yeah, I can never figure that out. <laughs>
1: There's no consistency there. It just—it just seems like whenever I need to get one, that's when it goes it's up. The price, yes. <laughs> that's when it yeah. becomes thirty. Yeah, it's like oh damn. Yep.
2: If you right now, if you want um, the Ninth Doctor Adventures Volume Four, they're doing a limited edition vinyl edition of that for forty-seven dollars.
0: Yeah, that was actually that was tempting, but I can't yeah. do it. <laughs>
2: um,
1: yeah, I know. But it's, I
0: bet that's cool.
1: Oh, I'm and that sure. you know what's cool about that too is that that's a cool thing to get signed. One thing I will say about Big Finish, you know, we talked about some of the uh, inconsistency with the quality. Their cover art always looks spectacular. That's like, true. They mm-hmm. have they always have gorgeous cover art.
2: So in I guess in May we're going to have a lot to talk about because we're going to have this. We're going to have the Doctor and River Song. We're going to also have the uh, Rory Adventures in May. So. It's going to be a lot of big finish for us to talk about. So prepare, folks.
1: Meanwhile, River and uh, Gang and Missy are still continuing, as well as all the other, uh, like, I don't know. They've got, what, uh, now this will be 10 Doctors they've got series of, right?
2: Yep. Yep. Yeah, well,
1: there's also some Capaldi
2: out there, I thought I
1: saw. Is there?
0: I think, isn't that just... Like somebody's reading a a book, they're not
1: most likely, most likely full cast thing. Yeah, I don't think we've got, I don't think we've got Matt or Peter yet. Well, give it time. Oh, no, no, no. I I, Matt
0: Matt has read a story, but he hasn't, it hasn't, wasn't like a full cast thing. Gotcha.
2: Well, also, and they also released today the full timeline for the Dr. What is it, the Time Lord? Victorious. time lord
0: victorious
1: oh yeah. yeah their big event
2: yes and it's huge you're gonna go broke just trying to collect all that
1: now that's not just big finish that's for us so like is that the comics and everything else as well or it's, are you just talking about big finish
2: no big finish the books the comics it's Ugh. all the way across and it's just like uh, 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 uh. it's like god don't let me lose my job <laughs> <laughs>
0: We need a stimulus check just to buy Big Finish. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. Well, you know, we're supporting, we're helping support the uh, English economy.
0: (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. Exactly. So,
2: definitely worth looking at, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what they come up with, and you know, I was also, when I was looking at it, I was also looking at uh, Masterful, which is the limited edition um, world of the special release with all the masters. Oh, all it. the
0: masters, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, and that looked really awesome. So, so it should be interesting. I'm um, very curious to see how this all comes about, and fingers crossed, it'll be awesome. That's all I could say. Absolutely. Or as as a certain doctor used to say, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Good, nice. So it'll be cool to see. So let's take a quick break and we will be back in a moment and we're going to be looking at the Pata Nostra game volume 2. Hey weird podcast people Join us every week on the Flopcast for a half hour or so of silly conversation about comics, music, Saturday morning cartoons, old movies and TV shows, and chickens. It'll be our little secret. Find us at Flopcast.net and on the ESO Network.
0: Hello. I don't suppose any of you might be able to assist me with my...
1: Oh. Oh. Hello. Hello. Oh. What a big head you have. Oh, uh, did I just say that out loud? I presume I am now allowed to kill the annoying child.
2: Coming soon from Big Finish Productions.
0: Other tales of Springheel Jack since I was a girl. They used to say he looked like a man, but when you got up close, his eyes are flaming red. He breathes blue fire and has claws of metal. He's not real, it's just folklore. Much like
1: yourself, Mom. Thomas Carnacki. No doubt you've heard of me. I have of late proven quite the adept when it comes to supernatural investigation. Diplomatic territory. A peace conference. Here?
2: Oh, the shame of it. The dead had been seen to
0: wander the cold stone corridors of Castle Creighton. No. No. That's quite impossible. Quite Quake? <gasps> Another disappearance. There's five this past fortnight.
2: Ah! Jack! Ah! Whatever disagreements you may have, this place will not be your battleground, for it is protected. I'm afraid I'll have to use the process on all of Nifia. So, to recap... The dead have returned to Creighton Castle, and we must kill them.
0: Even you must admit that wouldn't be possible.
2: I can kill anything. Big Finish. We love stories.
1: The dead. Anything.
2: Welcome back. Now we are going to go back to our friends back in merry old England, and we are going to be talking about the Padanostra gang. Volume 2, Heritage. It's going to be very interesting to talk about because this was not what I was expecting. I knew it was going to be further adventures of Jenny Strax and Vastra, but I thought some of the seeds that they planted in the first one, I thought was going to be carried over into the second one. But I was very happy with a lot of these stories that we got in this one, but I was like... When's this going to happen? You know, almost like anticipation. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I had I had the same feeling. I kept waiting for for uh, things to to appear again or to be talked about at least from well, the like, first one,
2: especially the Bloomsbury bunch, which you know I was like they introduced those characters, which were pretty much like the total opposites of
1: that of the Patternostra gang, and nothing. I was like, yeah. I was I was really glad they weren't in this one because um, I wanted I didn't want them to be like in every volume. Um, I did kind of wonder, you know, as I started listening to the second one, I'm like, you know, about halfway through, I was thinking, I don't know, like I don't feel that there's any ties in this set yet to to warrant it being like. I'm like, what is this whole heritage thing? Um, and I think it's only like. What the last bit of the last story that really ties into that has any implications for like a bigger story? But that's okay. Oh, the uh, whole, yeah, whole springbill jack thing. No, no, the whole uh, uh alligator thing—the big alligator, prehistoric alligator thing.
2: Oh, what's it doing there? Type thing. I'm... Yeah,
1: yeah that's, that's the only possible. thing that really ties into I think the overall storyline. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken maybe you guys caught some other stuff too but those that's the only thing that i thought had implications further implications
0: yeah that's the only thing i thought too i was surprised i mean it didn't take away from my enjoyment of it but no no did i surprised that they didn't touch on certain things more but
2: it, it was interesting because when they brought up the whole thing with that alligator thing my mind went over to the fourth doctor story with the loch ness monster and I can see that. with the Zygons, but it was like, no, these are Solarians, or, you know, and so you had, foo, 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 you know, crossovers, but it was just like, okay, probably doesn't have anything to touch with each other, Mike, well,
1: don't go there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know,
1: it's all related. It's all Doctor Who, right? Um, yeah.
0: I mean, you, well, you have to go there. You're a Doctor Who fan. We always well, go there.
2: Oh, of course. But then you also had the 12th Doctor story with Bill um, when they went to England. And mm. to the Winter Fair. And Look, there was that monster I think it's there.
1: been pretty much established that Thames is nasty. And there's a lot of things <laughs> living in there. Yes. <laughs> um, before Steel. we get too much on the stories, I just want to, like, give a big shout out, right, first and foremost, uh, to Joe Kramer, who does the music. Yes. Um, like, I know that we give <laughs> a lot of crap to, uh, the, you know, the River Song music, uh, in particular, the theme. But my God, this music is amazing. And it's I
0: perfect w-
1: wish that Joe had done been hired to do the River Song series because uh I know he's done some other big finish and uh there's a nice uh interview with him uh at the end of uh in like the last making of disc or whatever, you know, that you listen to. Um but um uh, you know, he's the, to me, he's like the MVP of this series. I mean, the stories are great. The the voices are awesome, but man, that music just is perfect.
0: Yeah. I, I was going to do the same thing. <laughs> Give a shout out to him because wow, what a difference. Isn't I it mean, amazing I, what a difference I music enjoyed makes. the music in this one. Yeah.
2: yeah come on. I missed my eardrums bursting. Come on. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, uh, it just
0: went, went, it, it had so much personality. It, it had the personality of, of the characters and the yes. setting. And yeah. he just really, really set us a, a certain mood, like a sort of lighthearted, playful mood that, that worked so well.
1: And he, uses Unlike same theme, <laughs> and, he, and he uses that same theme, like, you know, throughout like in dramatic situations, like he sort of changes it up depending on what's happening in the scene. And it, it just, it works. It's just a, a nice, thread that you have going all the way through that kind of keeps it um steady and consistent
0: yeah he he ties everything together but but not in a boring way no
1: no no I no mean, no no, not at all i actually after listening to this i was like oh, do they just put out the soundtrack to this but um what's really cool is that again at the at the end that last uh segment where they're doing the interviews and behind the stage they have 10 minutes of just music that they that they uh have for you to listen to and that's that's great too. Mm-hmm.
2: It's really nice that they do that, and it's the interviews were good, and the stories were fun, and we actually got a first story written by Dan Starkey.
1: Yeah, yeah, it strikes himself. Yeah, I love it when uh, the actors uh, are so invested in the characters that they want to participate in the stories. And Dan's really talented. Uh, He, uh, that was a fun, fun way to kick off this, uh, this second volume.
2: Mm -hmm. It was, it was great. And, 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 you know, I would fully expect, you know, oh, I'm writing this story. So I'm going to be the big main focus of it. And he didn't, he gave equal time to each of the characters, which was awesome.
0: Yeah. And I thought he wrote the characters really well. I mean, he really, he knew them. Yeah. Not not just his own character, but but Bastra and Jenny, are, their their voices sounded, you know, very very like they do in the TV show, and I appreciated that.
2: Oh, very much so, and it was it was fun, and I I'm glad we got good stories with these and everything with with each one, and each one was well rounded. The last one was my least favorite, I think. But I liked yeah. the first two a lot, so, and I like how yeah. they they handled everything with it.
0: Like the middle ones, almost almost a Philip Hinchcliffe.
1: Oh, very one. much so. <laughs>
2: oh, very much so. I felt that too.
1: Yeah, I um I I enjoyed uh, all three. I'd say this was a, and I enjoyed the the first volume a lot too. But I think this is even an upgrade above that um I thought all the stories were solid um I don't know I don't want to pick on one to be weak because I I enjoyed them all pretty much equally um uh I thought they I liked the fact that they were varied um and uh and they were all just a lot of fun
0: the reason I thought the last one was the weakest one though I I still enjoyed it I'm not saying it was bad but it just it had a trope that I've I've just heard a lot before you know where the bad guy is really a good guy And
1: um, that's Dr. Who though.
0: Yeah. I mean, it it was a little obvious, but, but it was, but it still was, it was well-written and fun, fun to listen to.
2: Oh, very much. So I liked with the second story that you had it from the ghost hunters point of view.
0: Yes. Karnacki.
2: Yeah.
1: I had no idea that Karnacki actually, this is my introduction to Karnacki. I had no idea that he's like a character from English literature, like, like has a history.
2: Yeah. Oh no, he's a legit character. I've I've heard of him, but I've never read any of the stories.
1: No, no. I I, like I said, this is a new whole new opens up a whole new door for me.
2: Yeah. You even have a you know, basically Strax gets eaten by a house. It was pretty
0: awesome. (laughs) As you do.
2: Of course.
1: (laughs) Uh, He is. Uh, Dan Starkey is 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 amazing in this too, uh, in all three. I mean, he's just his delivery. Um, you never know what he's going to say, but it's always going to be pretty much amusing. Um, it's like they really have fun with Strax in these.
2: Mm-hmm. Very much so, and I thought that's what it was. Strax, for me, Strax was the funnest character in this. You know. Basically, you had Vastra as the Sherlock Holmes type, you know, you know, oh, I could solve this. This is how it's going to, you know, be done type thing. And then you had Jenny, who was the basically, oh, you think I'm just the dainty woman? Let me show you type thing, you know, and that was really awesome. And it definitely, you know, sounded like Katrin really sunk her teeth into being Jenny this time out, even more yeah. so. Yeah.
1: She got some meaty parts. I think uh, she shines in this more than like, I think I was kind of surprised afterwards. I was thinking about it, the three stories. And I'm like, you know, Vastra didn't do a lot.
2: No, like, I Jenny know. Jenny
1: was really like the main uh, woman of action, main character of action in these stories, which I I found very surprising. Like in all three, she's she's the one that gets stuff done. No yeah, exactly. She,
0: she's the protagonist most of the time she's she the story usually revolves around her, and she does a good job with it.
1: Mhm
2: no, that's really part of the fun of it is that she was you know she was willing to you know you know be sacrificed for the for the aliens in the last story she was willing to you know go up against the ghost and it's just like. Jenny, go 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 go! It's like it was pretty <laughs> awesome, and that was that's what was pretty awesome about it. And, and, so, and the
0: comic elements are really nice too. I mean, they don't fall flat. They're it's sometimes hard to get that across in audio, but it's Dan Starkey just does such a great job <laughs> with Strax. I could just listen to him all the time.
1: Yeah, I started writing down like my favorite like quotes for him as we were going along. But then I was just like, I'm going to run out of paper.
0: <laughs> <laughs> by, I tell everyone how good he was <laughs> by the
1: first, by the first story. I was just like, yeah, there's, there's just too many here. Like, it, you know, whether he's talking about ducks or his, uh, his uh, uh, crabs or, <laughs> or, Oh my
2: God. When this crabs got uh, his uh, crabs in three. the sewers. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> or or you know the, you know it's like he does he's like, my one of my favorites is from the second story when when he's like you know what's the big deal it's just a big mouth at a room and they're like don't you find that odd he's like you know if i go into a room and i see a big mouth i just want to punch it <laughs> <laughs> i only have one thought and that's to punch it. Like, <laughs> i was like yep that's strax for you
2: that is totally strax that's funny no, it's it was interesting to see and hear the different things they had going on, and you know, Strax is not a master negotiator. I would not put him in any peace treaty. <laughs> and but it it was it was interesting them having to do it in the whole thing at the house, and it sounded like the house got pretty much destroyed by you know the, the assassination attempts and everything. In the first one.
0: Yeah, I'm going would not want to be the one who had to clean up after that after that dinner. <laughs> and...
2: Oh, and some of the food. Oh, that was just Oh, like, yes. It's like, oh, you know, I have a weak stomach when it comes to our dog food. Can you imagine what it was like? <laughs> <laughs> with that stuff. But it it was good. I enjoyed that. Um it was a little that first one was a little predictable, but it was fun. And that's what you wanted because that's what you got with that and then you had the ghost a haunted house for the second one and then you had for the third one you had the you know the one with the legend and it was just interesting you know spring jack and it was just interesting to hear that and how the alien ended up not being the bad guy in it like you guys were saying earlier
1: yeah well i mean i know that you know as mary said it, we've seen that a lot of times in doctor who like don't don't think that the monster is the monster is the bad thing. Right. Um, And what I liked about this is that, you know, you take one of the most, you know, infamous villains in, in folklore and, and turn him into a, a good guy, which is, yeah, which is not usually seen. So,
2: yeah, next we'll do Jack the Ripper or something like that. Oh, he really (laughs) wasn't a bad guy. Yeah,
0: try Yeah. (laughs) Don't don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: wouldn't do. I wouldn't (laughs) recommend doing that either. I wouldn't want to see that in all the cases. But in this case, you know, I do. I will admit that the rationale behind why he was, you know, considered a bad guy was a little flimsy. Uh, the fact that he just, you know, oh, I just happen to look like this, and oh, and I also have a flair for the dramatic. I was like,
2: mm. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he could, he
0: could, and he could jump really high.
1: And He could jump really high. Exactly. <laughs> um but
2: nope, what's up?
1: No question for you regarding the first story with the, you know, I thought it was interesting that uh, the two races had to be united because they were about to be attacked by the Centaurans. Um, now, did they mention the Rutans in there as well, or did I? Is, is that something that I? Because that to me would have been a good opportunity. Um, but um, I, I thought maybe I heard something, but then I didn't go back and re-listen to it. No.
0: Yeah, I don't remember that. I, All I remember is the Santarans.
2: Yeah, I didn't hear. I heard those, the the Rutans mentioned once, but not as as part of the story. It was right. like just in
1: passing.
0: As like an aside.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. I thought that uh, yeah, maybe that um, maybe that you know it was going to have some maybe some ties with uh, uh, horror, Fang Rock, or something, but it it didn't go that way. So
2: no, and that's that's the cool thing about it. It was. It would have been great if it could have tied in something with the Rutans, and I'm surprised it didn't because it was the perfect opportunity. But
1: yeah, the fact that you've got a Centauran on the team, I would think at some point now, you know, that the Rutan would would factor in at some point, you know.
0: Well, who knows? Maybe they'll get around to it. <laughs> I know
1: there's two other volumes that we have. There's two to, other so. volumes. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. and and you know, I hope they don't stop anytime soon because. In my these mind, are <laughs> This these are these are great uh, they're the favorite they're m- my favorite thing of uh, big finish that I've listened to period. I, I just think that the quality is great. Um, I, I don't have very many complaints about this at all. I mean, I can nitpick but but I enjoy I enjoy these more than anything else I've listened to with big finish
2: cool that's pretty impressive. Because we've listened to a bit, but we <laughs> haven't heard the master ones yet. We haven't no, heard. No. It. No.
0: Oh so. yeah, there's way lots more.
2: Oh, oh yeah, yeah,
1: I, yeah, yeah. I barely have scratched. I barely have scratched the surface. But you know, um, but I will say that this this is enjoyable. So I would say if people, you know, if anybody's listening that has, you know, not listened to this, you know, I know we're spoiling it, but um, if you're on the fence about it. Uh, pull the trigger because this is this is it doesn't get much better than this in my opinion and it proves that these characters I think I have said it before when we did volume one uh, I'd love to see them in their own show they, they are so well developed that they can easily like uh, have their own adventures
2: oh exactly the only one I'd feel bad for would be Nev McIntosh to have to put on that makeup you know <laughs> Every yeah. for all the, the taping and everything.
1: Well Dan would too.
2: Well true. Yeah. True.
0: I, I think I think if they had their own TV show they would they would deal with it.
2: It's funny when I when I think of Dan when I think of Dan Starkey, I just think of him looking like a <laughs> Poor Dan.
1: Everyone thinks that's what
0: he really looks like.
1: It is thought, weird when you hear his real voice. Like, his non-Santaran voice, it's like, whoa, there's a, that's a human.
2: <laughs> hmm exactly. And it's funny because it's just like when you see him at, in a non-Doctor Who role, it's just like, whoa, what, wait, wait, no, not, that, that must be CGI or something, you know.
1: Because,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's really more squat and, you know, he has a bulbous head, you know. <laughs> And So he looks like a little potato walking around. No, that's not Dan Starkey. But yeah, it's pretty fun, and you know, I just I think it would be great if they got their own TV show. I
1: really do.
0: They could definitely pull it off. That's for sure. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I, I I know the uh, the odds of that are slim, uh, but um, you know, this is the best this is the best that we're going to get. And I'm fine. This is this is fine. This they don't have to get up and makeup. You know, they still get paid, probably not as much, but they still get paid and I I still get to hear adventures with them. So that's amazing.
2: Well, yeah, especially when we introduced, you know, interviewed, what was it, two years ago now, um, you know, Katrin, and she said, I have nothing coming up. I don't even have any acting jobs or anything.
1: Yeah, she was the last person they talked to about this, actually. It sounds like right from the beginning, uh, Nev and Dan were in on the meetings when they first started talking about, and then when they first acquired the rights to do this. And uh, I just sort of wonder why she was left out in that meeting. I'm like, um, that's weird, but you know, I'm glad they're all there.
0: Yeah. I mean, and she's a pretty integral part of this whole whole story arc. So. Yeah,
1: definitely. I Yeah. And, and I'm glad she's not being played by someone else. I will say that, you know, they need to get a, they do need to get a, here's nitpick. They do need to get a better job about hiring actresses that, don't sound like her because there was a few times especially in that last story where Liz was talking and she was talking and I didn't know who was who it
2: got confused. yeah I yeah. could see that
1: yeah
0: yeah I, I actually have that problem a lot in audio. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah they they either they either get voices that sound too similar or uh, you know they they do that they have to do the enhancement thing and to me it it doesn't need it, like, like I, I thought. The the voices of the um, uh, one of the races on the first episode uh, in the first story, um, dining with death. Uh, the not the fox one, but the other uh, voice was that. Were they? would the worst like, type? Yeah, yeah. Um, their voices sounded too like echoey and mechanical. I, I thought, yeah, I'm not. They should. Just let the actors do their thing. You don't need to, like, put these massive special effects on them. I mean, a good voice is a good voice. Look at Dan. Dan doesn't need any effects, and he's great.
0: Yeah, and and those effects just get annoying.
1: Yeah. After a while, they just
0: get in the way.
1: Yeah, I, 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 that's, that's, yeah, I, I mean, that's against all, you know, big finish adventures. I think sometimes they're, they get so wrapped up in what they can do, they, they don't, they don't pull back and just do things like what they, what the story warrants.
0: Yeah. I mean, just because you can do it, that doesn't mean you should do it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I think that they suffer a little bit from that. Not a lot. I mean, that was the only uh, time that that was a factor was in that first story for me. And then the second and third, like I thought they were, they were fine.
2: I felt like the first one, it kind of rushed to a conclusion into it a little bit with it but the others i thought were very well paced i couldn't see where else they could have gone especially the haunted house one but it was awesome you know when he was describing everything and then he realized he was still in a dream or he was under you know in a, in a coma or whatever he was in it was just awesome
1: i gotta admit with the second story and again i need to uh, I'm I look forward to re-listening to these. Actually, uh, this is one of the first times from a big finish perspective that I'm like, oh, I'm going to listen to these again. Um, the second story, I'm still not sure exactly what the, how it ended. Like, I was like, what did Karnacki do? Like, how did they get out of this? Like, I didn't. It, that's still a little unclear to me. Yeah,
2: it's kind of creepy if you think about it. They were all walking through a shape changer the whole time yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was just like uh, they
0: were they were inside the alien
2: i thought
0: that was a that was a great conceit though that i thought that the alien comes to earth and he can't figure out who who the dominant species is so he decides it's it's the building
1: <laughs> right
2: It's just like, ah, ah, you know, if you think about it, and it made sense when you found that out that, you know, with everything that was happening to it and that it was absorbing the life forces to survive of the people. And it was just, it was pretty cool. So it was, it was a neat story. And then the last story and everything, which we all liked, which is cool.
1: Yeah. I liked them all yes um, i would I, recommend
2: uh, i would recommend this one i would almost recommend this one more than the first one
1: yeah i would I like i said i think the the, the quality is a little bit better on this one but not that i'm not taking anything away from the first volume uh yeah i would I think, still
0: recommend the first one yeah
2: me yeah, the, too f- the first oh, the first one's still great because it lays some groundwork with like we said earlier which with i hope they come back to yeah with with the characters and the story well especially with some of the stuff about Vastra and her people and you know I'd I, definitely like to see
1: that's what i think the 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 phrase or the word heritage is going to refer to is something that has to do with old prehistoric earth um you know the fact that her people are involved somehow and the fact that we've got this prehistoric dinosaur uh, alligator uh, crocodile whatever in the thames and this one i'd like I just, I think they're, they're, that's, that's where we're heading anyway.
2: Nope, exactly. And that's when I thought of that, it had to be tied in somehow. So, yeah, I'm going to be very curious to see where it goes. Thumbs up. Do you guys yeah, want I mean,
0: to... I'm, I'm looking forward to the next ones, unlike some of the other ones we've listened to, where I'm like, oh, no, we're going to have to listen to another one of these.
2: <laughs> oh, can't you wait till you have David Tennant
1: in River? And... Dun,
2: dun, dun,
1: dun. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we're going to hear that theme what? for those, which is great, because I think oh, those I are considered like a separate... I think those are considered a separate series. Yeah, I don't think are. those are considered part of a, the River Song series, so... Um yeah, Big Finish. If someone is listening from Big Finish, I love you guys. Um and I've been sort of critical on you guys, but the most th- the, if I, if you could change one thing it would be to have <laughs> Joe Kramer rewrite the River Song theme.
2: <laughs> <laughs> at least maybe maybe at a lower volume or something. Yes, I think at
0: least be. tone it down a
2: bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be awesome if they could do that, which would be cool. So yeah, um, wow! I don't think we even need to rate this because we've all liked it. You know, I think it's fifty all, all...
0: million tortoises.
2: Okay, <laughs> Mary said it for us. <laughs> there we go. So that's gonna wrap it up for tonight. We definitely would love to hear from you guys. What are you guys' thoughts? Would you guys want to see a Pat Gang TV show? Even you know, ten episodes a season or something. You know. Because, you know, now it's just Doctor Who. They don't even have Class or a Torchwood or a Sarah Jane to, you know, have as a second series. I would have loved to see Pada Nostra Gang as a second series. I think it would be really smart if they did.
0: I think that would have worked a lot better than Class worked out.
2: (laughs) Oh Yeah, I think. Yeah, definitely. So let's hear what you guys think. Please write us. We definitely would love to hear it. So. Let's get out of here. We will be back again next time. We are going to be looking back at the Fourth Doctor era already. We are going to be looking at the face of evil, which introduces Leela, Leela to everybody.
0: Yay. Woohoo! Yay, Yay Leela! <laughs> uh,
2: so it should be a lot of fun. And on behalf of myself, let me thank our co-host for tonight, Ms. Mary Ogle.
0: Oh, thank you for having me. This this was a great one to listen to. I really enjoyed it.
2: You want to promote your stuff real quick?
0: You can find me at com or on Etsy at eVisionArts.
2: Excellent. And, of course, Mr. Mike Gordon.
1: And, as of course, it's always it's my pleasure.
2: Of course. And, you know, just try to stay warm now that hell froze over. That's all you have to say <laughs> to you guys. It's <laughs> true. On behalf of all of us here at our station, who? Stay safe, and we'll see you here next time. Peace, and we're done. Boom.
1: You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes.
0: This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon, or by shopping through Amazon.com or the T Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.